and welcome to Everybody's Bad with Money, where we share stories and get real about personal finance. We make money talk fun. I'm Amelie. And I'm AJ. And we're also here with Brett. Hi. And Frankie. Hey, everyone. <laughs> welcome back. So excited yeah. to be back. This was, this was what the listeners wanted. We had to give it to them. This is what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I will say, like, I had multiple friends reach out and say, like, that, uh, Brett, they really liked your radio voice. Really? <laughs> yeah. you have a great That's face. perfect. I have a face for radio, so I'm glad. Oh, my God. So you might, you might want to think of a career shift, you know? I don't think I speak well enough or clear enough for radio. I think you do a great, great job. Career. Well, thank you. Brett's dream, I think, would be... To announce hockey games, yeah. obviously. Uh, <laughs> that is like the greatest gig of all time like you just watch sports and talk about it for money like being, mean, yeah my favorite is the stats they're so absurd they just have they they're like oh my god this is the first time in 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 islander history that this one really insignificant thing happened and it's like of course this team didn't exist like it would be fine if it was like this was the first time this team did it it's like in islander history it's like They had guys whose only job is to dig up those type of stats for the team. And I wish I was that guy. (laughs) Or could be girls. Yeah, could be girls. I wish I was that person. Yeah. Go dig up all those stats. Good job, Brett. Um, well, how are you guys? Really good transition on. I'm thinking about how to get into uh, NHL broadcasting. So that's that's <laughs> how I'm doing now. No. Great. Love it. We're Love doing it. well. Things are definitely hectic. And we just had a, we just went to a crazy wedding out in Joshua Tree. So that was very cool. How was it? It was very cool. It was all unplugged. Like we camped in the middle, middle of the desert for like oh, two days cool. it gets like 90 degrees during the day and then like 35 degrees at night so major major <laughs> shifts in temperature but uh they put on a whole music festival pretty much it was a wedding festival but it was essentially a music festival and it was very cool and that's yeah. awesome sounds expensive that's that's what i'm wondering also <laughs> this is a money podcast i'm definitely curious so i would love to throw a music festival one day yeah i mean that sounds great yeah <laughs> that's awesome at least now i know a venue now you have to find people to get tickets and bands and set up but one thing at a time <laughs> yeah does sound like a great time how's your wedding planning going um it's going i've sent around nine emails and four phone calls today that's pretty good it's the first day i've ever done anything i have like bursts. Yeah. No, i have bursts of like freakouts where i'm just like like I'll think of 10 things that we have to do. And I'm just like, oh my God, we have to get this all done. It's, I mean, it'll get done. It's just, uh, there's so many details and our wedding's very, um, very uh, hands-on. Mm. Which is just yeah. Like- DIY. yeah, we're basically, oh, yeah. Brett and I, our philosophy is if like we can do more work, like let's do more work. I don't know why. I don't think that's the philosophy. I don't know if that's our philosophy. <laughs> I don't but, think that's it's it like at all. it's like and when and if there's two roads and one's more work, no, we I end up always taking is... one where there's more work. I think the philosophy is a better result. If you, it, if you can do it yourself, then then go do it. Yeah. It's not about doing more work. I mean what type of philosophy is that? 
If you could do more work or less work, always choose more work. So how are you guys doing? Doing really good. I mean, we're super busy with the move and stuff. Um, so that's like in the back of our minds, like at all, at all times, pretty much. And we're like away every weekend, pretty much until we move. So it's becoming hard, but getting stuff together here and there, just getting real that we're moving. So that's been like definitely the focus in the last like month. Yeah, we're sitting here looking at boxes. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, moving is definitely not cheap, but we're doing it in a pretty, like we're doing it for a pretty decent price and we're saving a ton of money on rent. So that's going to be, make a huge difference for us. That's awesome. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. What are you most looking forward to in the move? Like when you actually settle down? The winter, snowboarding in the winter. I'm that's joking. like my main reason for going there personally. But Ami is a different thing for sure. Yeah, I'm <laughs> definitely most excited for the camping. Cool. Mm. Oh, wow. I love that. But I'm also excited for the winter. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for a lot of things. That's yeah. just what I'm most excited for. I think yeah. we're just excited to like have access to the outdoors and like really awesome outdoors so easily. Yeah, but really awesome outdoors. Yes, and getting lots of visitors because new, we are now going to live in a two-bedroom apartment for $500 less than what we pay now. that's awesome the difference between living in colorado and boston yeah yeah but we're both keeping the same salaries so even better yeah even better (laughs) that's actually a perfect transition for our first question which is from these are all listener questions that we're talking through today yeah do you talk to your partner about your income yeah definitely (laughs) i got i I, i'm gonna okay sorry frankie go and then i'm gonna go deeper on this question Oh, my first. Okay. I mean, yes, we, obviously, we talk about it a lot. Um, especially since we touched on in the first podcast, we're on together, but we didn't talk about it for a while. Like probably the first year ish that we lived together. Well, we talked about our income, but we didn't talk about our budget, but yeah. we both knew what the other person made. That's true. I guess we've always been honest about it. Um, like about commissions and stuff, even when you thought you were making something that you weren't, you would say that. But um, yeah, I'd say we talk about it on a, re- like we know exactly what each other make. If one of us gets a bonus or anything, we kind of, it's probably the first person I tell. Yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? Sometimes I text my mom first when I get bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> it depends That's if AJ's right. around at the moment or not. <laughs> <laughs> nice i i like i knew you were gonna mention your mom like i like i just had a feeling you'd, like i'm it's either first or second he's like <laughs> yeah. so used to telling his mom yeah. first um so yeah i guess because we we definitely talk about it all the time um i guess what is when did you tell me i mean he knew mine pretty early on because he was helping with my budget like three months into our relationship so within three months he knew how much i was earning but I don't think I knew that early. I feel like we said it by, or I, I shared that by like the I love yous. Okay, so three months. Yeah, so I think around three months. <laughs> I yeah. love you, here's, here's how much money I made. Well, one question for that is like, did you ask AJ or do you think you were like not asking? Do you think you were wondering? Like, where do you think your mind was at during that time? Um, I kind of made like an assumption of what I thought and that was enough for me for like, especially the beginning part of the relationship. Um, I had a lot of, um, I mean, he just bought his home. Like I had a lot of like clues as to what I thought. Um, So I was just like, all right, that's good. Like I can like live off that, 
you know, until he's ready to share that information with me. And I just feel like, and I feel like it has to be the, the person who's sharing their income has to go first. And I, that's how I feel. Like, I feel like it's really uncomfortable to be like, how much money do you make? You know, yeah. as opposed to like me being like, this is how much money I make. And yeah. when you're ready, you can share with me how much money you make. I feel like you figure out how to ask that question. <laughs> I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's what I was going to say is like, I don't, for me at least, like if somebody asked me that, I wouldn't care at all. And I feel like we should, it's like, I don't know. I don't, should we destigmatize it? Should we, should it be something that people are like afraid to ask? Like, what is your opinion on that? So I, oh, I'm sorry. You go Frankie. Okay. I was just going to say, I mean, I feel like right now you shouldn't like just, I mean, there's probably a better way to ask it, but I don't think you should come out. Like when you first meet someone at your first, like with them and just outright ask that. Cause it is like a personal, it's like asking something deep and personal about them in a way. Because it's like, I don't know if you're just meeting someone to know like that. Like it's a big part of your adult life. Like how much you make determines your, like what you can buy, how you live your life. I guess it's because there's a judgment that's attached to it. There is. And not saying that's right or wrong, but I do feel like it's like hitting a personal note with someone. It's it's like asking about a personal history almost like. I guess. But I'm not saying that it's like the right thing, but I I do think it it would be considered rude to like come on assets, somebody like right right in the beginning. But I don't know. I think that that might be rude because society's like decided that it's rude. I don't actually think that that's that rude of a question. Like, I don't know. And I think that, and we talked, I think we talked about this in the last podcast, but like for me, that not asking about somebody's salary or thinking that it's rude is ingrained in like patriarchy because I think that the more, especially as women, that we talk about our salaries, the more we'll close the gender weight, the gender wage gap yeah I think there's kind of two aspects to that one is like it's a dollar number you know this is how much I make so it's easy to think like that's how much I'm worth um it's very tied one-to-one so there's definitely an ego part of it there's a judgment part of it um so I think that's and then yeah there's a lot of judgment you can build off of that like if someone's underpaid in their job you don't want to feel like other people are like hey what are you doing or if someone's overpaid, you don't want to feel the other way around too. Like this guy's getting way overpaid. Um, or girl, I keep saying guy, I got to switch that. Now I'm conscious about it, <laughs> which is a good that's thing. Great. Exactly. That's awesome. Um, so I think that's one thing. And is that right or wrong? It's probably wrong. It's better to talk about these things as you ladies have proven over and over again. It's better to talk about this stuff because then you can actually, you know, do something about it. I yeah. do think I'm, so there are a couple of things. One, I just think, people don't know the value, the value of other people's money. So like if someone was to come out and be like, I make $120,000 a year and the person they're dating makes 30,000 and they're like, Oh my God, you're going to pay for everything. You're loaded. Like you have all this money. Like, I just think it can get really muddled at the beginning. If you don't see how someone lives their lifestyle and like, you know, cause that person who makes $120,000 might be maxing out their 401k and have a really high insurance and also be paying a mortgage. And like all at the end of the day, they don't actually have that much disposable income. And that person's like, let's go splurge and buy me all these things. And they're like, that's not actually what I can afford. So I do feel like they're like understanding each other's like behavior first, maybe is the way that I would say it. And then I guess my other hesitation, which was just purely life experience of like being a single 26 year old in New York city 
is that like everybody that you went out with, like who worked on, on wall street or like a finance bro, like was just waiting for you to ask that question. Like they were like, just show like that, like, just show me your true colors. Like, and you know, I would like see it in their eyes. They'd be like, do you want to know what's in my 401k? And like, so I think there's that part of me that's like, I never wanted to be that girl because it was so obvious that that, that person existed because they, there were so many guys that were like that, that were like, had that air about them that like, are you just after my money? Do you just want my money? And like, are you trying to figure out how much I make and all that stuff? I also think that I guess what I was talking about is more like women talking to other women about their income, but I get where you're saying, Frankie, about like, not asking them on like a first date like maybe yeah. waiting i'm waiting talking in like a relationship yeah you were talking yeah so yeah. Sense, it, it totally depends on the situation i guess and but people I do get wish, embarrassed people yeah. or people feel like like kind of like brett was saying like you feel like i don't know if you make a lot maybe you feel like you don't you want to be more humble you don't want to come out and say that on the first date or something then you sound it's just like a, it's a part of like who you are you know, whether you want to or not but yeah it's interesting. It's just like people have feelings about their income. Like, and it's no, it's to, true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Money is tied to emotion. That's what yeah. we talk about. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a loaded question because there's just a lot of different aspects of it. Um, yeah. Also from like, not a relationship standpoint, but a general standpoint, it is also a management tactic, in my opinion, to not have your employees talk about the salary because that's when you can have a lot of unhappy employees and have to deal with a lot of difficult conversations and navigate some like really like turmoil areas. So I also think it's discouraged at the workplace because it, it's it can be a huge pain. It could be a, a sore spot that you have to deal with. Do you think that's yeah. a good or a bad thing though? Because well, I'll let you answer first. I don't I don't know. Like I think it's important as an individual to have a understanding of what you're worth, obviously, and also like what some people are comparable to you are getting paid. Like there's a couple of friends I have similar industries that we share how much we make. And it's like, it kind of keeps us all on track of one all, all of a sudden shoots out. And I'm like, Hey, we do very similar things. Like I should be in the same ballpark. Why aren't I? Then I know, Hey, I should probably go talk to my management and try and get something, go, go get what I'm worth or get, or get what I should be paid. Um, yeah. I think it's a good way to be on track and talk with people. But from, I don't know, from a work perspective, it's difficult because some people add more value to a company, right? And technically they should be getting paid more. But how do you measure that value? How do you quantify it? There's relationships involved. Um, it's a sticky subject. <laughs> I think that's a good point. The reason I asked is because when I was in recruiting, I did like a diversity, equity, and inclusion training, and they were talking about how, um, I don't know, I don't remember if they were saying like, you should publish everybody, no, not publish everybody's salaries, that would be too much, but like, first of all, when you're uh, having a, when you're putting a job out there, their, their argument was that you should put salary bands in, not like the exact salary, but like yeah. this the person should be expected in yeah. like what comp grade um and and then the other point was that i'm not like articulating this well but the other point was that if you're in an in a company like you everybody should know what bands everybody's in because if someone's in a higher band it should be really easy from a management perspective to be able to explain that and that you should remove some of the secrecy around it to to like increase diversity, equity, and inclusion so that 
people, uh, regardless of gender, race, or anything, like, should be paid in the same amount because historically, like, marginalized groups have been paid less. So if you are very open about the bands that you're working with, then and then it should be an act. It should actually make it an easier management conversation to be like, this is where you are because of XXX. And then like, this is what you can do to get to the next level. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't like cancel out what you're saying. It's just like another layer on top of that. That's I always wonder like where like the art of negotiation comes into these conversations because like, yeah. because there are people who ask for, for more money and there are people who don't in their initial interview and so I just am like are we just saying that like no matter what we're not going to you know like negotiating is off the table no not at all if you should negotiate within the band so or like if you don't if you think that that's incorrect for your level you should be like I actually think I should be in the higher band or you should be Mm -hmm. like the highest end of this band is at least it gives everybody a baseline to work within and then you can you have an exact like and when to your point Brett when you're quantifying something it's like you have exact reasons for why everybody's at the level that they're at because you're having like these open discussions just another perspective yeah no it's an interesting one I do wonder how it plays out I don't don't know I don't know any companies that do that no it it definitely doesn't but it's definitely interesting to because their whole point was that like the secrecy around money and salaries is like inherently patriarchal interesting. that's interesting yeah well interesting because the occult <laughs> is so feminine and also so secret and private what the occult like the craft like witchcraft and oh. <laughs> all 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 things like that like all spiritual practices witchcraft yeah. and spiritual practices can are are neutral because there's so much there's so many men who run spiritual organizations but like even back then but like the occult is very feminine it does not no one know that word am i just saying a word that nobody knows yeah pretty much yeah, i've I'm, never heard that i have word. no idea what you're saying occult like o c c u l t Never heard that. I word. mean, I believe you. That's hilarious. I've seen it that way. That's hilarious. The cult. So I was like, that's what, what I thought too. Occult. I guess cults are secretive. That's like Brett's looking it up. <laughs> um, it's basically the opposite of the patriarchy. Oh. And it's, not, it's not a direct correlation opposite of the patriarchy. It's like it's like paganism and witchcraft and right. like. Supernatural, mystical, or magical beliefs, practices, or phenomena. Yeah. Super private, super private, very feminine. Um, anyways, should we go not, to- That doesn't necessarily mean that the people in it are private. It's private. But the, the sharing of information is very private. Right. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. Um, and it's another form of power and currency. So I just think it's yeah. really interesting that it's, you know- it's many, many layers full of uh, like, is that because there is, I don't know. I could go, I could go down like a deep. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's private and secretive because there's power involved in knowledge. And so the more power they have, the more knowledge they have, the more power they have. And so they're very secretive about who they give that knowledge to, because then they have more power. And I think it's yeah. literally the same thing with money. Totally. Um, so next question <laughs> great transition 
Okay, how to communicate financial boundaries when dating, but not in a relationship yet? Brett, take it away. How to communicate financial boundaries when dating, but not in a relationship yet? Um, That's difficult. I mean, we have that first uh, Valentine's dinner that wound up being well more expensive (laughs) that she picked the place and it wound up being out of a price range that I thought was like, okay at that moment especially <laughs> in the terms of that relationship and all it was like a four or five hundred dollar meal and we've it was for not like- it was three four dollars <laughs> two people are you crazy are you serious? it was three exactly. it was yeah. three it was definitely three four hundred dollars i'm l- making you look up your bank statement right now it was definitely three four hundred dollars and it was it like was- a it was like a twenty five hundred dollar meal tell the story from the start so you were you went out to dinner so it was our first valentine's day and um i booked a yoga class like a like a partner yoga class which brett paid for and um i organized dinner with at this restaurant that was the chef one of the chefs was um a girlfriend of one of the chefs at my restaurant and she's like come i'll hook you up like it'll be awesome so in my world I was like, oh, we're going to get the hookup. Like, it's going to be great. We're not going to spend that much money. I never looked at the menu. I never looked at the pricing. And so we get there and like, we're having a cocktail and Brett is like stoic. And he turns to me and he's like, this is going to be a $300 dinner. And I was like, no, it's not like, we're going to get the hookup. Like, he's like, no, it is. (laughs) And I think out of spite, you ordered more food. And not at all. We got, but we got like the the most insane hookup. Yeah, like it was, every single like we had. They four doubled courses. up everything we yeah, ordered essentially. Everything. So we needed. We didn't really need to order as much as we did. We could have ordered way less, and yeah. we would have gotten equal the equal amount of hookup. It, it was, was insane. But he was really mad at me because I just was. Yeah. I wasn't thoughtful. I didn't look at the menu and confirm the pricing with him at all because in my head I was like, we're gonna get hooked up. It's gonna not cost a lot of money. And it's Valentine's Day. And I just didn't think about it. And he was very upset with me. Definitely. Cause it was also like, you know, five months into our relationship, you were talking about establishing those sort of boundaries. You know, you're feeling those boundaries out. And I'm like, is this what you expect of me? That like we go out, I pick up the tab and it's like a three, $400 dinner every time. Yeah. And it's like, that's a, that's a big ask. You, some people, you know, some people are very okay in that sort of dynamic in that relationship. I definitely am not. Right. He made that known. Yeah. <laughs> so could so you, that's how I established it. Or I guess, or do you think what it would have been better to, to have done it before, I guess, but I, I guess you wouldn't really know, but I guess. Yeah. I mean, what what I could have done differently was look at the menu and be like, hey, I'm not looking to spend this type of price. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But I didn't. We were having fun. We were, we were young <laughs> and in love, and it was a fun yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. And so- we ate a ton of food. So that was one way of establishing boundaries was after the fact being like, Yo, this is not okay. And I always, <laughs> and I always still to this day, like I, I double check on everything if I'm planning it and he's paying. I mean, yeah. if you're being like really like diligent about it, it's looking at what you're doing and thinking about what you're doing ahead of time. And, you know, if it's something that's add to your means, either communicating it or somehow being like, hey, let's do this other thing. Um, yeah. It, they, I mean, that's why I was in that situation. I didn't look at what we were doing. AJ didn't look like at what, what we were doing. Um, and then we just did it, right? 
So that's what got us in the situation in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. What about you guys? I don't know. I mean, when we first started dating, it was different for sure. Just because we were both like, well, I was at least like openly poor. So I would like, <laughs> yeah, I've made that known like very early on that like I'm not, and we we're also in college. So it's yeah, different. It's like just, you're yeah. it's expected that you're not going to be doing these things, but no, we went out to like a decent meal and we'd be like, oh my God, we splurged. Like this is crazy. Yeah. So it's hard to say from our personal experience because we've never dated someone new while be while having money, really. While having That's our so own crazy money. to think about. <laughs> yeah so it's hard to say um but I, I mean I echo what you said but I definitely like thinking about it beforehand like now we're already to the point where we're so open we already know before we even make the reservation like if we'd be comfortable with it we don't even need to ask but um I think like even thinking back earlier like definitely just like talking I don't know about it before you end up like doing any major decision like a dinner maybe not so much but any like vacations or anything just yep. being you're all on the same page and, and all yeah that. yeah or, it's like, all about communication and not just expecting someone's gonna pay for everything like yeah. I feel like that's usually expected but I feel like nowadays it's not like you shouldn't just expect that or just like think that someone's gonna do that all the time like especially as you like progress in a relationship or you can expect it but maybe you'll maybe that's not the right person for you like maybe yeah. you need to find some exactly. yeah yeah I made it very clear in the beginning of the relationship, like literally week two, that I couldn't afford like certain things. Yeah. I was yeah. like, if you want to go to a nice restaurant, like that's totally on you. I'm never going to request it, which is so funny because I did it during Valentine's Day. <laughs> but, like I just, it was, it was the server mentality of like, we're going to get massively hooked up. It's going to be so cheap. Yeah. Um, and, but I was like, you know, I will never pick the nice restaurant. I, and if we, if we're going to split meals and stuff, or if I'm going to take you out, like it has to be at places that I can afford. Um, yeah. because I couldn't sacrifice, like, you know, like I, I think I've talked about it on the podcast, like when you're young and in love and you're like, Oh my God, this is so exciting and enthralling. And like, he can afford all these things. So I'm going to do it too. And I was just like, I am not in a position to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, the question is interesting because it says, like how to communicate financial boundaries when dating but not in a relationship yet but I would argue that you're you should still you should be communicating like the same way regardless I mean maybe when you're in a relationship you're like sharing more details because you are um committed to each other and therefore you can like you know share details like very specific numbers but I think the open communication should be there from when you start dating you know like you don't have to get so granular but you can be very clear about like your lifestyle and what you can and can't afford and what you expect. But I think that's the thing is that when you're in a relationship and you have, you can get, you are more granular because you've been yeah. around each other longer and everything that sets the boundaries like very specifically. So it's easier to tell when you're dating or first meeting or anything like that. Like you don't know where any of those boundaries are. Nothing's been set yet. Yeah. But yeah. you have to set them for yourself. Yeah. I mean, you didn't have to because you could date me and not worry about paying rent. I couldn't like, I wasn't in a position that I could like go spend an extra $200 a month and not account for it. Like I wouldn't have been able to pay off my debt or like survive. So I had, I had to be the one. So I guess really if like you're in a position where you are, especially at first, if you're the one who's like really actively working on paying off debt or 
getting yourself out of a situation or you don't make enough money to, you know, to do extra, then it has to be addressed at the beginning of the relationship. Yeah. I think what ends up happening is you get those, you know, I've seen it before where like, you don't want to tell the person you started dating and it's like, oh, we just put that meal on a credit card and like that meal and that meal and that vacation. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, when we were like in our honeymoon stage and I was like chronically stressed about money, I like put myself in $9,000 worth of debt. Oh, Let's get married and I'll tell you about it later. You just talk about me because that's a direct, <laughs> <laughs> that's directly me. And yeah. I would just, oh, it's fine. No worries. Yeah, it's fine. You got this. Exactly. <laughs> Um, cool. Okay. I really like the next question. Oh, sorry. It's your turn. Oh, I can do it. Okay. My boyfriend makes way more than me and has no debt, but we still split everything evenly. How can I have the convo that that's not fair? Is it wrong for me to be mad slash annoyed? Um, yeah, I mean, we've been in a very similar scenario where Amelie did have to like say that to me. So I guess I could speak from experience, but um, I mean, the way that she said it was like, not just saying like, you need to pay more because you make more. It was like, let's have a conversation. I think you like literally said like, I want to have a serious conversation about something like whatever gave me like a lead in before just like, <laughs> but she does a lot of things that are like going to be like more serious because like I'm tend to react like immediately to things. So <laughs> she gives me a little bit of a warning. And then uh, it was like, uh, but we can just talk about it. Like no commitments, no nothing. And then just like explain the scenario and like, does this make sense to you? Like I make X, you make X, we're paying like for this and that. Um, <clears throat> but like, does that make sense? Do you feel like the same way? And like, after like I just didn't really think about it like that much to be honest because like we were mostly splitting stuff evenly for a while because I wasn't really we were like a little bit more comparable at the start yeah um yeah well from what she was telling me we were more comparable at the start yes so I like didn't think about it but then like as I went up a little bit it was like okay that definitely makes sense like and the way she phrased to me was like does this sound good to you like, I don't, like, didn't really say that like, we need to split this, this way and this, that way. It's just like, how do you feel about, you know, divvying up these couple things like rent, like certain other, like larger items, like cars and stuff like that. So it's just like things like that, that I feel like if you tell somebody ahead of time, like, and give them the option of like, these are like the facts, like, how do you feel about it and see how they like react. And I don't think it's weird to feel mad and annoyed to the second part of that question. Cause I feel like it is like, it, it doesn't make sense if you're in a serious relationship to not talk about that stuff and be more even because it matters for both of you. Yeah, I, I agree. It's not a weird or a wrong or a right to have feelings. Like that's how you feel about it. It's important to you. You feel like something's wrong. Um, and you know, that's your feelings. That's perfectly fine. I think, um, you know, what's fair and how to split things is going to be different with every individual. Like someone might just say, it doesn't matter how much you're making 50, 50 is what's fair. Someone else might say, we do something that's much more proportional. Like we just know our salaries. I know how much I make proportionally, how much she does. And that's more, that's closer to how we split things. So um, that's what we determine is fair. Um, I think what's a way to go about it is you say, hey, let's, like, let's use rent, for example. I can afford to pay $300 worth of rent, right? Then you can do, all right, if you do 50-50 split, 300 plus 300, 600 bucks, what can that afford us? Well, that can afford us a studio, let's just say. 
Um, so, and then it's, well, are we okay living the lifestyle of a studio? If not, we want something nice. We want a one bedroom and two bedroom. Well, I can only go to 300, whatever that cost differential is, that has to be in the other person. Mm, that's a good point. So that's another way to build it up is if we want this sort of lifestyle, this is what I can contribute to it and go about it that way. And then the other person can decide if they, if they're okay with that lifestyle, if they want to contribute more to it. But then you have the reverse on the person who's contributed less wants a nicer lifestyle and can't afford the nicer lifestyle. The other person's okay with the lesser lifestyle. Well, that's a totally different discussion also. Yeah, that's true. so true. It's that's a good point. It's interesting because um, it just sounds like from the way this question is phrased that this person has not been honest with their partner about yeah. what they're looking for. So it's like the first step is it's like, it's not wrong for you to be mad or annoyed, but it's wrong for you to be mad or annoyed if you're not talking about it because yeah. like, that has to be the That's first true. step. That was a, ve- that was a very good um, perception of that, that um, question because I also was thinking you can't demand or ask of anybody else unless you know what you can and cannot afford. Um, so you can't go to the table and say, we need to change the way we split things I need you to do this if you don't know what you can bring to the table. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Next question. What do you think of joint credit cards? (laughs) (laughs) I've avoided it very successfully. (laughs) We actually technically have two joint credit cards. We do. We do. But they're they're not. But we don't use them. They also ask what about joint bank accounts? Oh, sorry. And what about a joint bank account? This is another, I think, personal preference. Um, we can just say, you could just say what we've Yeah, done. no, we've kept everything separate. And I know that we haven't really had the full conversation when we get, well, I guess we have, when we get married, what happens? And we keep everything separate for the rest of the time. That's how it is. No. Um, <laughs> really? Ooh, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we haven't really worked out the details, but yeah, things get joint at that point. We're together, we're married, and that's just how it is. And that's, kind of, I guess, maybe that's a little old-fashioned of me, how I see that's it. very old-fashioned. Um, and- Would you join everything or just some stuff? I don't know that yet. That's a, that's a good question. I'm going to sidestep it because I haven't really given any thought. <laughs> and I don't really want to make any commitments on this podcast, <laughs> whether that, that's going to affect the rest of my life. So yeah, I want that recorded. AJ could come back and be like, but you said. I feel like you girls set this whole thing up for that question right now. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I don't know. I haven't really given it a real thought. And it shows that we probably need to have a, a, a bigger discussion about this because I really haven't given any thought. Um, have you given any thought? Yeah, I would have had this conversation <laughs> three and a half years ago. <laughs> saw that coming. Um I forgot what the question is now I'm laughing so much. What? Oh yeah, how do I feel about it? But at the same time, like building building up to together to savings is, I mean, that's a major accomplishment, right? Being like, hey, we want to go on this vacation. Let's put aside this money and that will get us there. And you work towards it together. I mean, that's a bonding experience and it's a response. It's an experience of responsibility together. So uh, I see a ton of benefit there. You know, we've been in a fortunate situation that there are vacations that we go on and everything. I know I can cover through my budget and, and all that type of stuff. And whatever I can't cover based on like what we budget out, we talk about it and can she cover it? So we have those conversations. So it's not joint, but like we're spending this money together. We already have our budgets. I say, okay, I'll spend 2000. She's like, I'll spend 800, whatever it is. And it's like, all right, now this is what we have to play with. How do we make this vacation work? Um, but joint credit cards, joint 
especially when you're living together and everything, it does make plenty of sense. It's just not the route that her and I took. Yeah, we didn't really, we didn't really need to. It's really interesting because I get this question a lot with clients and like, and, and I'm like, you know, we just, I go to the grocery store one week. He goes the next week. I go the next week. He goes the next week, you know, take out, I'll pick up, he'll pick up. It's just, we feel like it's really fair. And like, there have been a couple of times where Brett, you know, Brett or I will be like, I feel like I went to the grocery store a lot. Like, can you go to the grocery store next time? Yep. Um, and like, but that happens so rarely. Cause like, we're very like conscientious when the other person is going and like when it's our turn to pick up and things like that, which are the main bills. And then I also think, cause Brett owns his home. That's like changed a bunch of things too, because like all of the stuff is, was already like set up in like Brett's name and like he pays it all together, you know, like utilities and HOA and mortgage and all that stuff. It's kind of like all organized, lumped up. Um, I took over internet just so I could have like something with an address on it. Um, but yeah, like we just, we, I mean, we only Venmo something that I've started to say. I think I talked about this in the last episode. Like I've taken over like gift buying for like friends and family. Mm-hmm. So that's something he Venmo's me for. Um, and like, yeah, I check in a lot with her cause it's, it's at the point now when we're going out, if we're picking something up or it's like, Hey, can you pick up this thing for me? It could be something just for me or something outside of her budget. It's like, just go buy it. So it's easy. And then I'm always like, Hey, what do I owe you? So I find myself constantly owing AJ money. These days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. Constantly. Cause I'm just like, I'm buying stuff for the wedding and I'm buying like, like all of our friends are having babies and things. And I'm just like yep. constantly buying things. Yeah. So I'm all for joint bank accounts. So when you're living together, I would say, um, no, it it really just depends on the person and where you are in your relationship and everything, but like joint credit cards, joint bank accounts, I see a lot of value in them. Um, yeah. And it just, like I said, it increases like your joint responsibility and like your, and just kind of coming together. And technically we have them. We just don't use them. (laughs) Yeah. We we have too. And we have a, and we have a bank account. Oh yeah, we do have a bank account. <laughs> for our, like. So we have all these things, and everything I just said the last five minutes is BS. We have <laughs> no, they're they're not really used. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Um, I don't know how I feel about joint credit cards. I haven't really thought about that, but I think that it's important. Once I don't have any interest in having a joint bank account until I have like something that I'm. I don't know, something that I'm paying for with somebody else, like something that's in our name. So if there's like a house involved or kids or something like that, like I would definitely want a joint bank account so that those expenses can come out of that joint bank account. And there's like, and I think my, in a perfect world, it would be like both per, both people put in a percentage of their income into that joint bank account so that you're both contributing like a percentage of your income. And then that account is split. So it's like half your, both of half your money. But I think for me, at least it's super important to always have my own money. I just like suggest that for all women forever. I just think that like having your own money is essential. All people really, not just women. Um, I think for me, it's like, uh, will help me feel like secure and independent. So I think a combo of having a joint bank account where you're paying for like stuff together, but then also having your own money. Um, and like investing your own money and having just like having control over your own money, I think is important. What do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, I haven't really thought about it before this, to be honest, much, but I don't That's see... That's not true, though. We've I, talked about your parents and, what, and my parents and what I mean, they do. Yeah, I guess, like, I don't see how it would help us right now, having, like, a joint bank. Oh, I do like, not it would be, it, right it would be confused. It would make yeah. things harder. So I see, like, what's the point if it's, like, if you're doing these things, like, I'm golfing all the time and we're doing yeah. different things that cost, like, wildly different amounts of money, it's, like, having another bank account involved would just confuse me and then we just wouldn't help but um, unnecessary right now and we do the opposite of what you guys do we we split pretty much everything like yeah well um, because she orders the groceries every time every time i pay all the bills yeah so it's like we have to or else it's just like there's so many things that we do like just ourselves we don't split it like you guys like the takeout yeah here and there it's like whoever but um, yeah we don't really venue each other for that we don't like take turns doing we do things for things all. that are more like established yeah it's like bills half and then we have like the percentages of the rent that we each pay too but yeah. the only things we split not evenly are like rent rent's pretty much the only thing probably, where we have probably a dinners dinners you will definitely yeah. pick up um or like i'll pick up every once in a while to just be like oh this one's on me mostly you but um everything else we spent yeah, like pretty evenly because at this point our salaries are like fairly comparable so yeah it's, that's it you're gonna be and then like we soon. both have debt like i have oh. yeah, <laughs> true true um, i have i have a little bit of medical debt and but you have student loans but then he has more a lot more savings than me so it's like it all kind yeah. of evens out yeah i'm just yeah, waiting I'm- for student loan forgiveness to kick in so- <laughs> <laughs> i'm just holding it out <laughs> Fingers crossed for you guys. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I definitely don't think joint bank accounts anytime soon. No, nah, like, I feel like it's like a marriage. Wait, wait until yeah. Thing. I feel like it's a it's a marriage thing. I know that there's a, some lawyer out there somewhere that's just clapping at that statement from all of us. Like, wait till marriage. Don't yeah. make it confusing beforehand. <laughs> oh, I have a question for you that's not a listener question, but I'm interested. Yeah. Um, what do you think about prenups? Or was it actually? I put it on the list. I put it on the list. But as not a listener question. Just That's a great question. Loaded question. That's a loaded question. <laughs> I think that I think that they're important. They have their time and place, um, especially when assets are completely different between two parties. Um, yeah, I think that's important. Someone's coming to a a marriage with millions of dollars of assets, and someone else is coming with negative assets because they're in debt. Um, I totally. I mean, a prenup just makes sense there. It's a, it's, it's a hard thing because emotionally it's a hard thing. You know, you always want to believe that you're going to be with that person forever and there's never going to be any problems like that. We have to cross, you have to like look at the legal terms of this prenup. But um, from a risk perspective, it makes a ton of sense. For us, I, I mean, I, I'm not coming to this relationship with millions and millions and millions of dollars. So, I mean, I'm not, we're not doing a prenup. That's for sure. You're not. Oh, interesting tea. But what about the future? You don't know what could happen in the future. Like, what I don't, if you make millions and millions of dollars? It's a risk that um, I'm definitely willing to He's take. He's ensuring and that she, I'm making millions of dollars. She's the one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, we have, we've only been together three and a half years, a little over three and a half years, and we're pretty fucking good at communicating. And I, and I hope that if there was, God forbid any reason why we wanted to separate that we would be in a, an able to communicate. I don't think so. See, yeah. that's, that's something that um, I read when it comes to like a contract, you know, a contract's really a disagreement. It's if we disagree, this is, this is how this plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was it, it was, um, who's the real estate mogul? 
this will come to me later because I like to give him credit. He wrote the book The One Thing, and that's where it's from. Um, Robert Half, no, that's a that's a staffing firm. Anyway, I'll figure that one out later. So, <laughs> uh, Keller Williams, that's who it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's really a disagreement. It's we disagree. These are the rules that we have to follow. So if you think about it, like we're gonna get divorced if we we're not gonna get divorced <laughs> one day, but let's say that happens. Yeah, we're not gonna be in good terms. Like exactly. to go through all that emotionally to eventually get to a point where it's like, I don't want you around me at all anymore. Get out of here. Yeah. Then we have to fight over who takes Luna. And I mean, that's going to be you because I need to be nimble and I need to go, you know, on the dating scene. I can't do that with a dog. I have to take care of all that. Kelly's still on this. Love it. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll be heartbroken over this, but I know it's the right thing for me. I know this. Um, <laughs> I know this sounds really cheesy, but, but yeah. we're betting on our relationship. Like, that's just how we feel about it. We're just betting on our relationship. But yeah. I do think that if we ever got to a place where the relationship's not working anymore, I'm not confident that we will be able to co- easily communicate what we think is right or wrong in that situation. That's totally fair. That seems very yeah. compelling. So did you change your mind? Are you going to get a prenup? No. <laughs> interesting. Um, I feel so strongly about it. It's so interesting. We, um, so something that I think is, an, is another uh, I don't know. It's it's just a li- really loaded question, and everybody has a different opinion about yeah. it. This is just how we feel. Yeah, I know. We know plenty of people that got prenups. Like, it's it's it's. I would say it's not uncommon at all. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's saying that your relationship's gonna fail. It's just like no, not at all. Marriage is a thing. Like, you know, it's two people who love each other are getting married. It, it's in the eyes of the law is like an extremely legal thing. It's like, it's not just all lovey-dovey. Yeah. There's a lot of tax implication that your assets are now involved. So it's like, to me, I feel like it's, it's kind of like another legal aspect of it. Like if if marriage wasn't such a legal thing to begin with on the, on the onset, I don't think it'd be needed, but I could see why it's like, it's just protection. I mean, you, like, I, I love, like your guy's message, like you're betting on your relationship. It's nice for sure. And I, nobody wants to get divorced. Like, obviously, right. But it's just like, whatever, just layer protection. As long as you're like open, it's not like we're saying we're getting divorced. So we got to figure this out right now. But I, I think it's kind of a decent idea. I know you probably feel the same way. Oh, I'm a hundred percent. And it's so funny because to me, it's like the least emotional thing. I feel no emotion about it whatsoever. Other than I know I want to do it. <laughs> um, for me, like, okay, two things. One, I've seen people go through horrible divorces and I just do not want to be that person. So it's mm-hmm. like, I, I really, really, really don't want to get divorced. Um, like really don't want to, but it's like the, if I, if I did, I would not want it to be a horrible divorce. Like I want it to be amicable and like, you just don't know what the future holds. Like, I don't know. Frankie, yeah. Could have like a weird side chick I don't know about. Like, who knows? Who knows? Weird <laughs> side chick. How dare you? Um, but yeah. So I don't know. For me, it's like it. It's like protection for future me. Not even protection, but just like it's like kindness to future me. It's like I don't want you to. I'm like talking to my future self. I don't want you to ever go through a horrible divorce. I don't want you to go through a divorce, but I, if you do, I don't want it to be horrible. So like, I'm, let's put this in place for future you so that things are easy and not stressful, especially if you have kids, you don't want to imprint on them later. Anyways. It's very logical. Yeah. 
<laughs> I am an extremely logical person. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, what do you mean? You always say I'm being too logical. That's true. You're more lo- <laughs> you're more logical than me, but we're a pretty logical couple. All right, fair. I love it. Um, cool. Okay, so we have some additional questions, and I I think it'd be fun if just the boys answered it. What do you love think? It. No. Okay. Cool. Okay. Good. Yep. Okay, boys. What's up? What does love mean to you? Frankie? Oh, okay. Passing <laughs> the easy one to me, huh? Uh, love. I, I think that love means to me, like, <clears throat> caring about someone else, like, unconditionally more than yourself. Like, when you think about, I don't know, like, there's very few people where I can say, like, I want what's best for them more than anyone else in the world and you know what I mean that that to me is like love you're always thinking about the other person you're always putting them first and everything you do you hope helps them oh so sweet that's, that's it so sweet that's wow. my answer too I was gonna say <laughs> how coincidental it's like we rehearsed this. <laughs> um I keep going I, I'm pretty stuck on the concept of like extreme partnership uh going to this wedding last week that's what I was thinking a lot about is just how like when you're in love with someone you, you just have this like partner that's always with you it's an extension of you so like to your point of yours looking out for their best interests you are you're it's like you're this one you're this one entity together and the and that's what you look out for and your decisions you make are together and you're thinking about how it affects both of your lives together. And that's, to me, what love, I, I think, boils down to. like it. Did your ankle inspire that? My that, ankle? Yeah. Why? Because I took care of you. You always take care of me. <laughs> Brad always injures himself on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that's why I think about it, because I know I'm going to need a lot of help. <laughs> so I play these cards right, so I keep getting that help. <laughs> I'm okay, ready. I'll let you yeah. ask the next one. That was a tough question, Frank. Frankie, thank you. Yeah, you really that. teed it off well. You did a great job. Right, <laughs> what a bunch of sweeties. All right, are you asking the next one? Oh, me. <laughs> um, Brett, what is your favorite thing about AJ? My favorite thing about her? <laughs> I can tell you what I think is one of the most unique things about her. And it's one of my favorite things about her. Um it's her ability to be in, have, cultivate a relationship. Mm. Like she, she thinks a lot about relationships and how to a partner with, how to be a partner with someone if it's a loved one or if it's a friendship, whatever it is. Um, she's she doesn't back down. Like if something's going wrong, she's gonna you know say something immediately and work it out. She's very non-judgmental and very open-minded. So she's going to listen to another perspective. She's open. She, she might decide that I'm wrong or that other person is wrong, but she's always going to listen and think through things, maybe too much at times, but <laughs> she's very thoughtful. And just her ability to just constantly be in relationship and not get scared by it, not run away from it or anything is one of the, something I admire most about her. I certainly second that. I feel like in all of our like meetings ages like I was just thinking about you and like what would be best for you I'm like (laughs) what quality (laughs) it's Amelie time I have my friend Rachel she coined that we were in Vietnam and like we were we were it was an incredible experience on a motorcycle 
traveling around Vietnam and um, I was like, oh, Rachel, I have this thought about like you're dating this guy or like this thing that you're going on with work. And she's like, it's like you just had this moment of Rachel time in your brain, like where you just, and that's what I do. I just have a little Amelie time, a little Brett time, a lot of Brett time. He's, he's on uh, the big screen. Oh, <laughs> lucky you. <laughs> that was so sweet. Okay, Frankie, same question to you. What is your favorite thing about Amelie? Um, there's a lot of things, obviously, but I would say obviously. probably her ability to listen and communicate is probably one of my favorite things about her. Uh, I just feel like she's someone I can talk to about literally anything, and I never feel like she's going to have any snap judgments or have like, she just will listen to me. She'll give me like good advice all the time. She'll make me feel heard, which I feel like, I don't know, as a, as a guy, you don't have a ton of relationships like that. So it's, it's super nice to have that. And she always makes you feel better. Love it. Oh, I second that too. She is such an amazing communicator. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Ooh, what is your least favorite thing about your partner? How you explode everywhere. <laughs> got shit all over the place. <laughs> Hold on. What do you mean? Like, oh, she's messy? Yeah, that's it. She's explodes everywhere. Messy. So she got much better. But uh, <laughs> like, there's just be garbage sitting on the counter. It's like one of the two of us has to pick it up. Mm. That's it. Why does it have to be me? It's your garbage. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm much better. It's garbage. <laughs> what else do I hate about you? Hold on. Let me think about this. <laughs> I hate it when she's right and I'm wrong. I hate that. It's a shitty um, feeling. Like, damn it, she's right again. <laughs> it really happens every day. <laughs> Maybe once a day. Yeah. For Amelie, I would probably say how like long it takes to to get ready sometimes it drives me i feel like i'm so quick you're like like halfway out the door and you're just like trying on like your 15th outfit (laughs) and i come in and i'm like those are fine and then she's like mad at me for telling her that it looks good like you're trying to get me to hurry up no it looks fine please just (laughs) okay a little more context that, that is fair because for me, for me with clothes though, it's about, it's not about what other people think I look like. It's like, am I going to be comfortable? I don't even think about what I look. Well, I do think about what I look like. That's not true. But then I'm like, am I going to be comfortable wearing this with like the activities? It takes me a while to like figure it out. Um, but also I feel like Frankie is kind of impatient. So sometimes sure. I will. Oh, wait, wait. This was about what we didn't like about you, <laughs> well, Rob, not the other look, way around. Yeah, yeah. We're the ones who answered the question. This has a point. This has a point. I swear. I sometimes go slower to annoy him. Oh, that's Oh, good. my God. Like, I oh, wish. mad at me. I'm going to slow down. I wish I made a mess to annoy Brett. This happens like every day. I'm natural. I'm naturally kind of like a slow, get it ready person, but that's hilarious. I I just don't care as much. I feel like Frankie really cares about being early to things. And um, I like, I don't like being late, but it doesn't like stress me out as much. And so I have to be, I like could, I try and I could be better about recognizing that that's a stress point for him. And so like, I need to 
make sure that I'm early, not just on time. So I, I appreciate you saying that. Brett loves being late. Like he gets off to being late. <laughs> it's so annoying. Do I? You are. Oh my God. We're like running late. We're going to meet people. And I'm he's like, late. he's like, AJ, look at the garden. Like, look at the ferns. They're growing. Isn't it amazing? And I'm like, let's go. And I mean, you really got to take in being late, right? Why ruin life? It kills me. Kills okay, me. So Brett and I are the same person and Frankie yeah, and AJ are the same it. person. Cause I'm exactly like that. And I feel like I'm, I, I often will clean up after Frankie. The, like if I leave like, a, I don't know, the, the smallest little thing. Yeah. Like if, if like the parchment papers turn like this much in the drawer. <laughs> I can't be that way. It's got to be this way. If the blanket's not like pulled like a certain level of tightness, like on the bed. I care. It matters to me. <laughs> I, get I get it. I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> yeah, but um, then you have to be aware that it matters to I me. I know. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Um, but what about the reverse? Do you have to be aware that it doesn't matter to him? Oh, yeah. that's fair. But <laughs> but we live together, and therefore, if it matters to me, it should matter to both of us. Right. Just like the opposite. Like if we're going somewhere together, I should care that it matters to him that we're early. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> okay. Next question. Um, was it your turn? Oh, no, you have to ask it. it oh, me? Um, Brett, what was the last big thing you bought and was it worth it? Was it the Peloton? Mm-hmm. Or was it our invitations? No, that's the wedding invi- budgets. The invitations count. weren't worth it. The Peloton was worth it. No, <laughs> were amazing. I literally was, was so worth- angry I forgot his name. I, met, I literally almost <laughs> called him Madison. Because <laughs> 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 like, oh, man. No, the invitations were amazing. Uh, yeah, wedding budget and stuff doesn't count. Wedding so budget last, does not count. The last big thing was the Peloton that we bought and absolutely worth every, every penny. Because, um, I mean, before that, my workout sucked, honestly, during COVID. I just got into a rhythm of either not working out or having really light workouts and not pushing myself as hard as I should, mainly because I wasn't playing sports. Um, that's one of my main drivers for working out. And then getting that bike pushed me to getting like really, really intense sweats going like every other day or so. Yeah. So great. My biggest worry is that now that they've had all these treadmills recalled and their stock prices dropped, um, I don't want them to lose content to lose the quality of their instructors. That's my biggest worry at this moment. I know. Me too. <laughs> I love Peloton. Like in all of life, that's my biggest worry. <laughs> <laughs> then you got Tough a pretty life. good life. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, very fortunate. But that was the last big purchase. Um, Your turn. I don't even know. I haven't bought something big in a while um yeah i don't even know i can't even frankie never spends money. i don't buy like big things i mean i talk about like i've been talking about buying a kayak for like two years and i haven't done it this is true and uh like certain other things like i'm so bad at pulling the trigger on anything above like 200 dollars, even we're, if we're i can afford it. it yeah um do you, uh, do you have a snowboard yeah but i bought that like two years ago probably i and mean you bought it for 50 percent off. honestly maybe the last biggest thing i bought was like my ski pass last year yeah maybe um it's expensive was, yeah it's like 700 bucks but yeah. totally worth it um yeah i mean it's my favorite thing to do so anything like that could cost any amount i would pay it so yeah you're, <laughs> you're very good about paying about spending money on experiences yeah 
like items kill me. Like I, if, if I don't think I'm going to use it like all the time, like I, I can't justify it. It takes me forever. Yeah. You're a big cost for you per use person. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I totally get that. Then you would die at me buying my wedding dress. <laughs> oh yeah. All the wedding stuff. Like she'll tell me the price of things. I'm like, I can't believe that that's what that costs. Like yeah. it boggles my, everything boggles my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, next question and last one. And then we have, would you rather? And we can rapid fire that. And then we're out, out of here. Do you think that money affects your sex life? I don't. Oh, I do. Do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because no. when I'm stressed about money, it affects me. Yeah. I mean, stress affects your sex life. Yeah. I don't know about money particularly. Like if I had more money, would I have... I don't think that would really correlate. Yeah, I feel like I don't, I'm gonna say no. I don't think so. I mean, unless you're like really poor, like that. I feel like could be the only thing that like, and the stress would be bothering you. Not really the money. So I don't think like having more money really affects that. I mean, it affects the things you're doing, which may in turn, if you go to a really fancy dinner and have this really romantic date night, yeah, maybe that'll do it. But um, all in all, I'd say no. That's a good point. It might have a, an indirect effect on sex, yeah. but not, it's not like you think about how much money you make and all of a sudden you're like, I have a hoarding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. Do you want to start us off with, with, would you rather? Yeah. I'll ask you both and we can just do rapid fire. Like you don't, we'll say like not too much explanation because we got to wrap. Yeah. Um, Okay, Brett and AJ, would you rather win $100,000 now or in 30 years? Now. 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 Sam. I mean, now. Yeah. I don't understand that question. Always <laughs> choose money now. Um, money Who would now. choose the other one? I don't know. I don't know. You never know. They better sign up um, for your course and everything. You need somebody who like, has a ton of money right now. Not even though. No. Still more now. Grow it. You need to have like exactly. inflation and just like some sort of interest rate and hundred thousand now or in thirty years, you know, eight hundred thousand. It's like finance one oh one. First yeah. thing you learn. Yeah. <laughs> you rather have it now. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely now. Okay. Would you rather never pay for groceries or restaurants ever again? Groceries. Restaurants. Oh. I would say restaurants and you restaurants. can go all out. Exactly. Oh, that's a good point. It's very practical, but if I don't have to pay for restaurants, that $400 Valentine's dinner was cheap. That was cheap. You're getting three more bottles of wine. Another thing for this, (laughs) another thing about this is like, does this include all of your friends too? So like, if you take somebody out to a restaurant, could you include like 10 people? Damn. I don't know, but I'm choosing restaurants. I'm going to say no. I changed my answer. I'm going to say restaurants because. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's more fun. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you could survive on go, just going to restaurants. Like, you don't need groceries. Yeah, but you want groceries. That's actually such a good point. I didn't even think about that, and that is genius. Granted, um, you can get tired of going out all the time, but you get tired of eating in all the time if you do one or the other extreme. This is true. This is true. Um, okay, last one. Would you rather have unlimited international first-class tickets or the re- for the rest of your life or never have to pay for food at a restaurant again? That's a really tough one. Because oh. I I've never been on first class, but I hear it's dope. I just don't have the time to be yeah. around on an unlimited amount of time. So I I go to restaurants. restaurants. If I had more time, I'd choose 
if I was like super, whatever, if I just had no job, yes, but no, I'm going to have to go to food. My brain goes to like, what if I could make a business out of the international first class tickets and like buy a bunch of them because they're free and then sell them. And then you can <laughs> no, like that's definitely it. not part of it. That's <laughs> yeah. definitely not part of the question. <laughs> no, I think, I think I would also pick restaurants just because I also like for, flying first class is awesome, but I don't necessarily need that every time. So it is very cool. Um, it is very cool. I've never I've done, done it one it. time. I've done it for work and it was awesome. But like, I you th- I think about it right now, right? If you, uh, that could benefit us right now where we don't have kids. It would have benefited us even more before we had Luna. But the more things that make us like grounded and stable, like I'm always going to be able to go to a restaurant. Yeah. Yep. For sure. I'm having kids. Did I not say we weren't? <laughs> Did I not tell you? <laughs> what <is that laughs> I'm just making a joke. <laughs> it was a bad joke. We are having kids. Oh, I God. promise. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm gonna try my hardest. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Right. Good answers, guys. I love doing this. Everyone. Yeah, really. Fun. See, I just did it too, Brett. <laughs> um, do we want to just say one thing we're all grateful for? Oh yeah, good idea. Um, do you want to go first? Do you guys want to go first? I guess. Um, (laughs) I am super grateful for this conversation and our, our collective partnerships and the triangular partnerships, all the partnerships in this foursome. Nice. Thank you. Um, I guess I'm grateful for the work that you girls put into this podcast and your business ventures and everything. It just, um, one, I love hearing about it too. I think you girls do amazing work and I then Frankie and I get to sit here and have a good time on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I, I like this. Um, and you can tell like you, you, got, you girls have a lot of thoughtful questions and perspectives and everything. Um, and that comes through hard work and, and all. So I, I, I'm appreciative of that. Oh, thanks. Hey, all of these are listener questions for the most part, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I'm grateful for all the listeners who put in yeah. all the hard work. They ask all the questions. <laughs> yeah. i am grateful for i i'm also grateful for both you aj and anomaly because i feel like you guys together have been really like awesome like brett has said and i just feel like hearing what Anomaly says about the conversations you guys have and how you're helping everyone is really nice and i just feel like it made you a better person and and i'm assuming been great for you as well so i just feel like it's it's awesome it's been great for her the best ever i love it um wow you guys are um super cheesy i like it <laughs> i am very grateful for i'm grateful for money i'm grateful yeah. for the thing that it things that it allows us to do and for the security and freedom that it allows me to feel. And we're about to fucking move across the country. And the only reason we can do that is because at least, well, it's money, but also because I got my financial shit together. So I'm very grateful for AJ for helping me do that for money, for allowing me to do that. And for having a partner who wants to take on this adventure with me oh great wonderful oh my heart is full everybody thank you for listening to everybody's bad with money <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you for listening to the whole season because this is a wow. We'll be back in the fall. We'll be season one over. Oh my god, season oh, one is wow. Yep, but we'll be back in the fall. We've got some amazing guests that we want to interview, and we'll come back and give you more amazing content and probably bring back these two. And we can update you on the move and the wedding, and there will be so many fun updates. Oh my god, we're getting married and we're moving. Yay. Yay. We love you all. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.